are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we're going to be talking about the Kenny Omega Chris Jericho build up to the big Wrestle Kingdom New Japan match. We're going to be talking about Kane versus Braun Strowman for the number one contendership to the WWE Universal title against Brock Lesnar and our Clash of Champions predictions and a whole lot more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. that nine to five it's time to feel alive hello marks and welcome to the band from ringside podcast i'm your host bill vaggy aka jobber the hut <laughs> uh that's uh you know because star wars yeah. is coming out yeah. to my right Jealous. as always we have two beers zach pullman what's going on zach it is a great day uh i mean I'm going to go see Star Wars as soon as the podcast is over. We're doing the podcast on the way home. Like, the Eminem album is going to be streaming at midnight. I mean, it's just a great day. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Our, what time are you going to see the sh- our, the uh, movie? Nine o'clock. That's exciting. Yeah. I know it's exciting for you. It's not I'm jealous. Yeah, no, that's what I say. Exciting for me, too. I just I got to wait all weekend. To his right, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Hashtag Buddha Hills. It's all good, baby. What's going on with you? Uh, we are coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in beautiful, cold St. Louis, Missouri. We got Engineer Sam, the Mauler Mall, turning the knobs tonight. Uh, he's going to be giving you some predictions later. Mr. Perfect. Uh, Lots of stuff to get to, as always, fellas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, before we get too deep into it i'd like to say that tonight's episode is brought to you by soul taco soul taco delicious korean mexican fusion food um recently the uh the head chef of soul taco i saw on twitter today was uh interviewed by up rocks giving his best of st louis uh, restaurants. Uh, Sydney Street was mentioned as Best Buy and Dining. <laughs> uh, My Lee was mentioned. Uh, that neither uh, of them no, are sponsors, no, but, but it was David David Choi, who is a friend of the show and a sponsor of the show. So if you guys are into goji bowls, if you're into burritos, if you're into tacos, if you're into quesadillas, and you like Korean food, I recommend checking out Soul Taco. They got spots in St. Louis, Missouri, and UCD Loop, Chesterfield, which is opening up next week, uh, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, Columbia, Missouri. They got two food trucks driving around St. Louis. So if you've never went and gotten Soul Taco, I completely recommend it. I couldn't recommend it more. It's delicious stuff. They're a friend of the show. They're a sponsor of the show. Tell them the band from Ringside sent you. And frankly, if you're not into Korean-Mexican fusion, you are not a true American. Yeah. Uh-oh. And d- you know what? Uh-oh. If you're not into it, just stop <laughs> listening right now. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Let them finish the podcast first, and then they don't have to listen anymore. Do what the right it? thing. Do the right thing. That's what we should say at the end of every episode. Do the right thing. Without further ado, let's get to our three count. I hope that made it on there. Oh, it, it's staying on. If it JCV, didn't. what you got? Uh, as much as I want to go with yours, I'll just stick to to the batting order. The one count, I guess, is going to be. This ridiculous notion that Kane and Braun Strowman should be wrestling for the number one contender spot for Brock's universal title. So reinforced ring, Kane and Braun Strowman, I guess it was a no DQ match. I 
this is how ridiculous it was. I don't even re- remember the. Couldn't have been a no DQ match because it was a double count out. Okay, well there you go. It's a, so it's basically a number one contender spot match. Kane Braun Strowman. Kane looks all of his fifty year old age in this spot. Braun basically the first time that I could honestly say that I could remember Braun Strowman have to carry eighty one in the ring was this Monday night. Not a good match whatsoever. Sloppy at points. Um, ends up being a double count out. So now we're back to square one again where we don't have a number one contender for Brock's Universal title. And I guess coming out uh, next week, next Monday, Kurt Angle is going to address this situation. I'm just... I'm not going to knock on WWE. I did it last week. I'm not going to keep rehashing this. And the week but, before that. And the week before that. And the week before that. But ultimately... I think this is where the, the biggest problem in lies is that we've you, exhausted all of the big name superstars, the top tier guys, and you don't. Now we're at a point where they've booked themselves in a corner where now you don't have an option except to now, I guess, do this apparent triple threat match that I keep hearing about with Kane in this triple threat match, which once again doesn't make sense. And well, it makes sense how it will break down where Brock wins. Brock will probably pins Kane. I guess that's going to be the month out early prediction but i mean it just doesn't make sense storyline wise you know kane shouldn't be coming Wait, back which to part beat. doesn't make sense that kane, kane is even getting main, a shot kane shouldn't be in the main event picture period right if you're going to do this do braun versus kane in a separate match hey fabe it doesn't make sense business wise it seems like it does make sense though because if like you're i said keep on this, friends of bfr yeah. on facebook banned from ringside on facebook um like i said it makes sense because the Royal Rumble match sells that pay-per-view no matter what. Nobody's watching that. And I remember the Royal Rumble that you and I went to. Mm-hmm. The big title match was CM Punk versus Dolph Ziggler, which is not a big-name title match. It's not It's not a marquee title match. Agreed. And it wasn't even then in 2011 or 2012 or whatever. Agreed. Zach, thoughts? Yeah, exactly that. I don't see why we have this going on. It's just a continuance. Like uh, JCB said, you know, we don't really have any answers. Uh, it seemed kind of house showy to me. The The whole like match just seemed kind of like a house show match. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like a number one contendership for raw, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, it is what it is. I agree with what you guys were saying. I did see some cool stuff that Braun Strowman put out uh, in interviews this week uh, where he was talking about uh, Roman Reigns and thanking Reigns for, um, being so hands-on with him, and apparently Vince is very hands-on with Braun Strowman's character, and you can just tell that based on how he's catapulted to the forefront in the main event. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, he was putting Reigns over, talking about how Reigns cares more about the product than he cares about his image, and, you know, you can kind of tell that, you know, just based on him just going along with... such a Reigns mark. I am. Well, I mean, Reigns and... uh, I mean, we're already off subject, but Reigns and Cesaro had a spectacular match on Raw. Agreed. One of my favorite Raw matches of the year, and we're late in the year now, but that was a 17-minute match where Reigns sold for most of it. Yeah. Reigns ended up getting the win with the spear, which is fine. I know I remember JCB telling me that the spear wasn't a finishing move for Reigns, but, uh, I mean, he finished off Cesaro and with I it. I finished, but no. But, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I, uh, based on like that match, uh, I had been saying, like, oh, my God, I'm so tired of like shield bar rehashes and like the same shit. But that was a match that initially I was like, all right, it's another shield bar rehash. And then a few minutes into it, I was like, oh, shit, this is good. And then it just got better and better and built. And well, built. No, it, it, it was a match with the beginning, a middle and, and an end. end, and no bullshit. Yeah. It was a clean finish. And I don't mind a clean finish as long as it's earned. Now, uh, 
the difference between the the shield and the bar, we just put Roman Reigns in, and it became a, a fresher match. I get where you're going with yeah. it, and that's been my biggest argument with this, at least the uh, the tag team division with these two uh, teams going at it. I don't know if we're waiting for revival to come back or we're bringing AOP up at some point. Ultimately, I'm just I'm getting back to the point where we just need to get another tag team. I don't care if you got to dra- drag them over from SmackDown. They got a the shit ton. Get one over so we can just keep the tag team division fresh because realistically, you really got three teams. I wouldn't mind if they did a draft every six months, to be honest, like just to keep shit fresh because stuff does – because there's so much – programming in WWE stuff does get stale after a couple months it and gets like staler faster it gets well, yes the, the, the way they book it that's why it gets stale you you have a handful of top tier guys on both sides and then you got basically everybody else and they don't really pay too much attention to the everybody else's i think uh i'll i'll, I'll take up the negative reigns where uh no pun intended where jason <laughs> left off uh I think what strikes me most about the Braun Strowman versus Kane feud that they've been going with the last couple of weeks is that how, how much they've cooled Braun Strowman off since he was uh, Braun Strowman off. That sounds like a delicious uh, <laughs> beef dish. Uh, how much they've cooled him off since uh, he lost to, to Brock Lesnar. Like it, I know that wasn't a burial, but it... Didn't do a lot for him. And momentum counts and wins count. Huh. You don't say. Yes, they do. (laughs) I've never said that wins didn't count in in a weekly TV show. But Braun Strowman has been cooled off to where now he's feuding with Kane. And that just doesn't do a whole lot. Kane seems like a legends wrestler at this time. He's coming back to fight as a legend. And that's... that's, I'm not trying to... uh, take away from what Kane has done over the last 20 years in WWE because he's been very versatile, but you can only switch heel and face, heel and face so many times before you are rendered completely useless where a win over Kane is not going to do anything, but a loss to him or just an even-handed brawl with him doesn't do very much good for Braun Strowman. Agreed. Totally. And this is C. Finn Balor. And it's C. Finn Balor. And this is where it comes back to all roads lead to Roman. Because right now, and I'll admit right now that Zach has been right and Jay Bell has been right. And I have also been right. So we've all been right in the room right now, except for Sam. Where uh, (laughs) Sam don't give a fuck. (laughs) Where uh, all roads lead to Roman. And the only reason that we're in this holding pattern right now, and the only reason that we are, the, the belt is still on Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar is still booked as strong as he is, is so that Roman can beat him on WrestleMania. And despite what Tender said last week, I disagree completely. Roman is going over totally. Brock Lesnar totally. at WrestleMania, and all roads lead to Roman. Agreed. Move on. That's it? Yeah, that's okay. it. I'm done with it. <laughs> so we'll get on to our two count. Zach, what's our two count? Two count Let's this see week. who Zach can remember. <laughs> this this one was actually impactful enough that uh, I can what? I can absolutely remember. So let's get ready uh, to have it. It's Alpha and Omega. Yeah, he so, remembers it. Look at yeah, you. I know. And plus, uh, you know, I'm not two beer Zach at the moment. I'm just uh, just open my beer. Okay. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, but anyway, uh, we had a really cool incident in new japan we've been seeing these video packages from chris jericho uh calling out kenny omega which have been cool uh where were they do you know where they were 
Um, uh, I can't remember specifically. Yeah, Japan. whatever the town was. But yeah, they were in Japan. And um, Chris Jericho, uh, Kenny Omega gets done with a match uh, against... Um, it was Rocky um, Romero. It was Rocky Romero and Rapongi 3K versus Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks six man tag. Yeah, so they get done with the match. Kenny Omega's doing his cleaners pose with his belt and he's celebrating and everything goes dark. New Chris Jericho video package comes up and whenever the package is done, Chris Jericho is standing behind Kenny Omega, hits him with a code breaker when he turns around and then just starts wailing on him, hits him with the US title, opens him up. Uh, does some awesome fucking heel work. Got color. Got color. <laughs> Took the blood, like rubbed his hand in, in in Omega's blood and wiped it on his own face and wiped it all over the U.S. title. And, um, you know, leaves the ring. Don Callison goes up to check on Kenny Omega uh, because they're they're tight. And Jericho kind of turns around, sees Callison in there, goes back in, gives Callison a code breaker. Oh, yeah. Walks out. And um, that's not the end of it, though. Um, later on, we had a Chris. Uh, the next day, we had a Chris Jericho um, presser. Pre- yeah, press conference, which uh, lasted a good little while. And Kenny Omega comes in, which you would expect, but it was a good long press conference, really worth a watch. We've actually got uh, a little bit of uh, audio here from the press conference after, yeah, so after, after Kenny fact. Omega. After Kenny Omega attacks Chris Jericho, and Jericho oh. throws a table at him. So. <laughs> Jericho threw a table at him and all the people that were helping him also are all the people that were pulling him off. Just everybody all around. But the reason we want to play this is because it's been a while since Chris Jericho has been a very serious heel. And there is something to be said about a very simple buildup between two guys that very much so want to win a match. Well, there's just a lot to say. So, I mean, we're going to play it. I'm gonna. It shouldn't take too long, guys. If you haven't listened to this, I recommend you listen to it right now. This is gonna be a match that you have never seen in New Japan. This is not about five stars, seven stars. Not about how many times you can go for your finishing move. I like that. This is a fight. It's a war. It's Alpha versus Omega, and Kenny, you are gonna get the shit kicked out of you. Understand me? Ah, you get it. Huh? I've been in Japan 60 times. This match at the Tokyo Dome is the most important match I've ever had in Japan. Will you laugh at that fuck face? <laughs> <laughs> I am the best in the world. I am the greatest of all time. And I'm going to prove it January 4th at the Tokyo Dome. We'll see you there. Don't miss this match because you'll never see it again in New Japan. So... What we have there is Chris Jericho in pure heel fashion and yeah. just yeah. unbridled Jericho letting the, I mean, I guess he's, uh, if uh, if you haven't seen it, he's in a room full of Japanese reporters. And later on after that, he tells he tells a reporter to write it down, write it down. <laughs> he grabs the reporter's notebook and writes something on it and throws it in the reporter's face and then barges out of the place. So oh, what is Jesus. it, what is it about the buildup to Jericho Omega that we saw over the last couple of days that makes it better than a buildup that we would see in WWE because obviously they're they're very different. This is different than we would see, and I know something has to do with that we're not going to see them interact with each other for the next month before the match comes in on January 4th. So thoughts, Jason? 
just taken away from just what you just said, the the obvious, they're not going to interact as much. To me, this this feels like there is true animosity. And I think that's the difference. The big difference between New Japan and WWE is WWE is sports entertainment. This doesn't want you to call it wrestling. It's sports entertainment. Right. So you're getting the entertainment first, the wrestling second, versus New Japan, which is giving you the wrestling first, the entertainment second. But the entertainment for who, though? Because that... That was very entertaining. To okay, me. but you you usually don't see that from New Japan. You see it. I shouldn't say I shouldn't say that. I take that back. You do see it, but I don't watch personally. I don't watch the the post uh, press conference or whatever the case may be after the match because nine times out of ten it's still in Japanese and unless they're wrestling Japanese, unless you know it, doesn't translate very well. At least it doesn't to me. To me, ultimately, I think what I would. My initial point is is that New Japan takes this as a sport and a sport as a serious sport. Okay, this doesn't almost take like this a boxing up. match. Almost like a boxing match, kind of like um, McGregor and Mayweather. That's how they got the hype machine going because they basically went around the world doing all kinds of racial shit to each other to the point where the fight came up. And people, like, literally went to a bar after work to watch the fight. There was a fight before the fight got started between what white guys, black guys. Swear to God, true story. That's how they got... Don't look at me like that. You know how... Come on now. You knew this was going to happen. Come on. You cannot have drunk white guys and drunk black guys. Are you talking about Mayweather and McGregor still? Yeah. Yeah. We went to Truman's. Well, I believe that. Okay. Say back to my point. This is on that same Mayweather McGregor kind of press conference. Well, now you're building it up. You make it feel like it's breaking real. news. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> white guys and black guys got in a fight on the night that McGregor fought Mayweather. Oh, yeah, I'll say, <laughs> that is in St. Louis. Yeah, right. It's a good <laughs> analogy. It's it's the best analogy for this match because it first of all, happened in the county, but there's no black guys out there. I was about to say we, we migrate to the city where it's safe. <laughs> it's just yeah, West County, not North County. <laughs> But uh, two beer. So that's the idea. Is Jericho got this idea from McGregor Mayweather, and so that's the perfect example because uh, it does have that concept of boxing is a sport. It's an athletic sport, but the whole reason that got so big was booking and entertainment. Right. People that are not into boxing were into that match. It was the most betted on thing in history. So I can totally see that. Yeah. So. To, for New Japan to treat it like this and where they treat their wrestling like an actual sport and then bringing that entertainment aspect where you bring two guys from different worlds because um, McGregor was not a boxer um, and Jericho and Omega are from different worlds even though they're both from the same fucking town right. in Canada. Right. Uh, they're both traveling across the world. So uh, just a really cool um, setup and I think... That's part of the appeal, like you guys said, was just the fact that we're not going to see them. They're kept away from each other. Uh, we never thought we would see it is another mm-hmm. part of the appeal. Mm-hmm. And just the way they're treating it, I don't think the New Japan was happy with the color, or at least with not New Japan themselves, but the the, the folks that own New Japan, because they make their money off of... Get over it. Yeah, they will get over it, because they're going to make a <laughs> fuckload of money. Right. Yeah. But yeah. O- yeah. Omega mentioned right. that they weren't necessarily pleased with, you know... Th- Whatever, how they get, but they will be pleased when they're counting their money because yeah. they're going to get more subscriptions off of this for sure than they would have gotten from any kind of match um, with Okada. As great as he is, Omega is the draw for the American audience. Yeah, I was going to say this is oh, this is the Jericho. crossover. 
And Jer- well, no, yeah, Jericho is going to be the crossover guy for for WWE fans that have never seen New Japan and want to try it for the first time. This is a good time to do it because, I mean, now you'll get to see a different style. I mean, you can judge for Jericho yourself. versus Okada would be a very big match also. Jericho in a New Japan match in 2007, 2018 is going to be a big match no matter what. He right. could fight Evil. He could fight Ibushi. But Oof. him versus Omega is the match. Um the thing that I think about, and I'll, I'll just take it in a different direction here, is it looks so different because as wrestling fans, we have been conditioned for the last at least 20 years to, I mean, Vince McMahon is an artist. No matter what you think about Vince McMahon, you can think all sorts of terrible things about him, but he has been directing the way that you've, you and I and Everybody else that's listening to this has watched wrestling for the last 20 years. Agreed. At least. Agreed. He, and even when, even when WCW Nitro was at its peak, they still were just copying off what Vince was doing and trying to make it look exactly like WWE, which is exactly what TNA has done for the last 10 years. Uh, Ring of Honor does stuff a little differently. Yeah, more but just, independent. But just to have a build to a match that's a little bit different or a lot different than the way that Vince McMahon does it looks revolutionary because we've been so conditioned to watch the way that Vince McMahon does it. I agree, totally. Vince I- McMahon hasn't done it right or wrong. Vince McMahon has done it the only way for a lot of years now. And so it's refreshing to see something with a player that you know, right? Like Chris Jericho, right. in a very different setting, and do it. I mean, that press conference looked pretty low rent. I mean, are are it actually looked realistic? Yeah, I was going to say you did, that would be. Something it looked like an actual press, press conference, conference for a boxing match. Yeah, for sure. Nothing, nothing too crazy, but just you know, you get the visual of. And here's the Japanese press, you know, here's Chris Jericho, you know, cutting his uh, promo or whatever. And the next thing you know, Omega flies in and all hell breaks loose. And you know that when you have one of inarguably the five best wrestlers going right now, I mean, I won't say he's the best wrestler because people have different opinions, but Kenny Omega is by any standard one of the five best professional wrestlers going right now. He had the best year of anyone in wrestling last year. And maybe you, Okada, have, you have Chris but, Jericho. Yeah, I was gonna say Okada, you have Chris probably. Jericho, who's a relevant wrestler, who's one of the, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, 10 or 15 or 20 best wrestlers of all time. Right. And he's still relevant. Right. That is going to bring eyes to it. And to have a press conference like that, to have a a build like this, I mean, I'm psyched for the match. It's, yeah. it's a simple way to push the match. And yeah, just have and the guys it, be mad at each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's easy and it works, and I'm going to be up that night slash morning watching this fucking match. It's now gotten personal, and that's that's the investment that we as fans want. To if it's personal enough where you could you're really getting into it, that's going to be one of the better matches of the night. It probably be the best match of the night. Hey guys, we gotta get going. That's gonna get to our three count. Uh, the three count is going to be, and we don't have to talk about this very long because we got our SmackDown predictions coming up. But uh, the KO, Sami Zayn, the Yep movement. <laughs> yep. The other night, yep. Poppy pretty hard. I know that I'm a KO Mark. <laughs> no, it was good, man. But no, they, no problem with it. Do you think they're selling those shirts to say Yep, Yep, Yep? I think so. They have to be. So KO and Sami Zayn come out to SmackDown, and they're lobbying for Daniel Bryan to be on their side. 
And they, Daniel Bryan is, of course, famous for the Yes movement, the Yes, Yes, Yes movement. And they came out wearing shirts that said, Yep, Yep, Yep. Now, at the end, or I guess in the middle of the episode, you find out that Daniel Bryan, we're not going to have one special referee for the KO Sami Zayn versus Nakamura Orton match at Clash of Champions on Sunday. We're going to have two special referees. Now, I can't recall a match that's ever had two special referees. Can anybody else? I mean, I don't even know how that works. I Are they like, going to end up fighting? I feel like there was one in the Attitude Era where Stone Cold was in one corner and somebody else, maybe Undertaker, or somebody was in the other corner. Um, but it's been a long time. I'm sure when Lee Hamilton, friend of the show, hears this, he'll he'll come up with something real quick. I'm not even going to stress yeah, my brain about that. He knows a bunch of that. stuff. I told you, he's the, he's the Wikipedia of uh, wrestling as far as I'm concerned. Um, Did you call him the the Wrestlepedia? Yeah, okay. Yeah, Mr. Wrestlepedia Just himself. made that up, guys. Yeah, that was good. This was is banned from ringside. <laughs> <laughs> um, my guess is one starts in, Shane will be in the ring while Daniel Bryan is outside of the ring. Shane gets bumped in some form or fashion by one of the four guys, Daniel Bryan gets into... It's going to be such a schmoz. Gets in it, and then that's how someone wins. Obviously, we'll be getting to that in just a second. But that that's my guess. You can't have two referees in. Just think of it like, like old school two referees. One's inside, one's outside. Thoughts, Zach? Yeah, I mean, this is just a, kind of a continuance. I don't want to get into our predictions or anything, but... No. The, this is uh, don't do that. Yeah, but at the same time, this is a continuance of the Daniel Bryan Shane rift. Whether or not it comes to a head and we get a match out of it, or whether or not we just get um, you know this kind of continued animosity, it's more about that than it is about anything. Because I mean, Shinsuke and Orton have nominal beef with KO and Zayn. The only reason they would have any beef is like just because KO and Zayn have heat, um, kayfabe heat. From you know just being so about themselves, no, Survivor Series. Yeah, it's kind of a nothing match with very high stakes. Right. Uh, it's more about the referees than it is about the contenders. Yeah, it's a SmackDown closer match that they put stakes on because they have these they have two special guest referees. It has to go on last, right? I'm sure. If this goes on last, and before we get into the predictions, if this goes on last, this is an indictment to what the Jinder Mahal AJ Styles fusion is. You, I don't care if Ooh. they're getting ready to get fired for you. Speaking of that, did you see that Triple H went over Jinder Mahal in mm-hmm. India? Yeah, that's wild, dude. That's ridiculous. That see, that's is what I'm talking wild about, dude. You didn't make, that he you went can't, you can't. over Jinder Mahal in India. Okay, for even for this is kayfabe. He shouldn't lose at India. We talked about that for like six months about oh, yeah. this about this tour. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then he went over. It's unbelievable that he boy. went over. That's your boy. Whose boy? That's your boy. Your boy. boy. Your boy. Who? Gender? Or no, Triple H. Yeah, that's your boy. I don't know what that means. What do you mean? That's my boy. Your boy can't come out the spotlight for thirty fucking seconds and not make it about himself. He did it at some. No, 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 no. I know what you're saying about him being an you. asshole. But what do you say? Why is he my boy? Triple he H. Ain't mine. <laughs> I love that logic. Actually, I love that logic, and I want to say that I was very surprised that WWE actually used logic 
whenever uh, AJ was doing his promo and he's like, oh, you want to come out and, you know, join forces with me? He's like, you were just like right there with gender in India. That never happens. Never. That never fucking happens. I was like, don't be the same There was some continuity there. That's true. I can't believe that you would say that he's my boy because he's not your boy. Hey, man. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. That's going to do it for our three count. (laughs) You know, guys, without further ado... Let's get into our Clash of Champions predictions. Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited for Sunday. I can't wait. I fucking love B shows. <laughs> it's not B show, guys. It's the Clash of Champions. <laughs> Feels like a B show. Uh, just to recap the scores. Yes, let's. Um, JCB's got 79 points. Holla. Zach Coleman's got 77 points. Ooh. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Has 54 points. <laughs> oh my golly. So let's get on to the. Uh, let's, let's get on to the predictions. Oh golly. Oh shit. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot to mention yeah, I, have 40, I have 47 points. How, how many? How many? 47? Uh, 47. Okay, yeah. for the hearing. You could reverse uh, those and I'd still be winning. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Before we do oh, this, shit, let's. Uh, you know great. what? I'm going to. From friends of BFR yes. on Facebook. We're friends of BFR on Facebook. Band from Ringside on Facebook. At BFR JCB. At BFR Zach with an H. At BFR Bill and at BFR Pod on Twitter. Friends also, of BFR is where it goes down, though. Friends of BFR on Facebook is where it goes down. I asked everybody to put up their boldest Clash of Champions predictions. <laughs> uh, friend of the show, Dave Scarman, says Dave Styles drops the belt. Friend of the show, David Patterson, says Nakamura turns heel. Sharif, friend of the show. Mojo Raleigh and Zack Ryder have the match of the night. <laughs> That's good. Cam Cam Bigelow says Charlie Haas meets up Chad Gable backstage to take his spot for the world's greatest tag team. Nice, takes the titles. Nice. I like that one. Uh, Willie Sumner says Ziggler for U.S. champ. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say what he's... I'm not going to yeah, say what he said about his wife. <laughs> uh, yeah, Samir Musala, who alone. won the JJ Twigs uh, gift card this week, said Corbin's hairline fills in and he actually has a great match, but unfortunately loses the title. Uh, Steve Patterson says authors of pain show up and destroy all the teams in the championship match, setting them up for a title run or the revival. And Lars Sullivan makes his debut and kills Mojo and Zach. Justin Sampson says Ryder's bald spot gets over on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark oh, Orlon God. said it's got to be a Hort- Orton t- heel turn, right? He sucks so bad as a face. I agree. Mm. So here we mm. go. We're going to have Zack Ryder versus Mojo Raleigh, which has been relegated to the pre-show, which shows how much they think about Zack Ryder. I'm going with Mojo Raleigh. Sam, I am. You're up next. Here we go, Sam. Here we I go. like Mojo, too. You like Mojo? All right. Sam's taking Mojo. JCB. Yeah, I was going to say, I think this is Mojo Riley here. We gave uh, Jack Ryder his chance. Didn't work. So I guess it's now Mojo Riley's chance to see if he can make a push. True beer. I want to go full Bill Veggie and just go with Zack Ryder. Partly Do it! His name's Zack, but Pussy. I'm not going to. Pussy. Pussy. I'm going to go with Mojo. Man, what's about say? Do you think Christopher Columbus decided, you know, I'm not going to sail off this you know, shore or whatever because the, the world is flat. <laughs> I do not want to be like Christopher Columbus. Come on, man. Stop being scared. If I was like Christopher Columbus, I would own you. Cold-blooded. Sam, 
damn, we got Fandango versus the Bludgeon Brothers. Who you got? That was the best line that's ever been here on this show. There, there's two brothers and one only one Fandango. No, Fandango's. <laughs> it's Bri- it's Brizango. oh Brizango. Brizango. I'm sorry. It's oh. Fandango and Tyler Breeze versus Fandango the Bludgeon, Mark. which is the Bludgeon versus the Bludgeon Brothers. I'm gonna go with the guys who sound like soda brands. Yes, Fandango and Brizango. It does yeah. sound refreshing. <laughs> Uh, I will go with the Bludgeon Brothers. Oh, shit. That's great. Uh, who you got, Zach? Uh, yeah, Bludgeon Brothers for sure. Fandango could lose, or sorry, Brizongo could lose every fucking match that they are ever in and still be over. Um, Bludgeon Brothers need to win. I wish uh, they'd give uh, Fandango a little push, though. Yeah, I hope it's a comedy match, honestly, because... Uh, that would be great to kind of foil the Bludgeon Brothers' serious nature and just them play around and just be goofy. So I'm looking forward to it being entertaining. JCB. Yeah, I was just going to say, just piggyback off of what uh, Tubir was saying. I do like the Bludgeon Brothers as well. I do expect this to be some sort of, you know, easy slapstick kind of a match, but ultimately, Rizango just getting destroyed at the end. Give me the Bludgeon Brothers. Sam the Muller Mole. Okay, so I wrote this down on a piece of paper for you. You got to come with your least on the left. You got to come with your least likely to win and your most likely to win in that order. So who's your least likely to win amongst Baron Corbin, Bobby Roode, and Dolph Ziggler? Uh, I'm going to say Bobby Roode because I don't know that I've ever heard you talk about him. Okay. I've been paying attention. All right. <laughs> and no, and then you're going to go 2-1 also. Oh, okay. Then I'll go Baron Corbin. And then I'll say Dolph Ziggler most likely to win. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go. I like the balls on this one. That's good. <laughs> He's got a lead. He can mess with Bill for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm going to go Dolph Ziggler least likely. Rude second least likely. And I'm going to go Baron Corbin will win. I got the same. That's exactly what I thought about when I was coming in. Ziggler. Ziggler, Rude. Corbin, least the most. JCB. Uh, yeah. So the person, just so I have it right, the person that's the least likely to win is the person that eats the pin. Not necessarily. No, just the no. Okay, then I, I will, I'm the same way with you guys. Least likely, Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode, which is an indictment on how they booked Bobby Roode because Sam apparently is paying attention and he doesn't remember us talking a lot about Bobby Roode. So that says a lot to be uh, volumes right there. He's looking at Instagram the entire well, time. Even though he's I, not even paying attention. Okay, but I'm just saying, if he, if, he, if he makes that point, he at least is you know, getting this by osmosis at some point. Barry Corbett's going to retain. I mean, there's no point in having uh, Dolph Ziggler back if there's not going to be some sort of build for Baron Corbin. They got to at least start pushing him as a credible U.S. title holder. I mean, he's at least going to January as the title holder. That means, you know, WrestleMania is round around the corner. So, I mean, January is two weeks away. Okay. So, like I said, he'll, at Royal Rumble, he'll be champ. He'll defend the belt. And then the, that'll be his WrestleMania push. He's got to win. Maybe Rude can make America glorious again Shit. and win the U.S. title Ooh, in January. MAGA. MAGA. Oh, yeah. I like Shit. that. MAGA. Okay. Um, hashtag it. I don't think anybody's ever hashtagged it. No, probably not. We should get this over with Do before it. net neutrality gets repealed and people have to pay for this podcast. <laughs> no shit. So, not even us. Uh, <laughs> we got uh, Sam. The tag team belts 
The Usos, The New Day, Rusev and Aiden English versus Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable. Least to most, who you got? So there's it's the it's there's four of them. Right? Yeah, there's four okay. of them. I'm gonna say least Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin because they sound like they should be playing a country festival in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, then I'm gonna say Rusev and Aiden English. Yeah, he's then I'm gonna good, say guys. Usos, and then I'm gonna say New Day is most likely to win. All right, I'm not gonna go next this time. JCB, who you got? Uh, least likely. I'm gonna probably say the New Day. They don't really have anything to really gain out of this. It's time to kind of start pushing new stars. We'll go uh, Chad Gable, Sheldon Benjamin at the three spot. Um, I think they're getting overtaken by the number two team that I think could win is going to be Rusev and Aiden English. I can't believe I was going to say this out loud, but I've said it on Twitter. Uh, Rusev is officially over now. They're almost Rusev, faces. Yeah, it's, it's borderline scary how over they are. The uh, the 12 days of Rusev Day, when uh, Aiden English sing it, sung it the other night, I thought it was absolutely Comedy Central. But retaining as probably the WWE's 2017 Tag Team of the Year, without a doubt, the Usos as my number one spot, they will retain on this Fatal 4-Way match. Two beers, Zach. I thought it was going to be the same as JCB, uh, but yeah, new, as soon as he said New Day at number four, I thought he was going to go the same direction. But uh, as much as I love uh, Rusev and I like Aiden English, and I think they've turned nothing into something here just very shortly, uh, I think they're still at number three, uh, Chad and Shelton at number two, uh, and then I still think the Usos are going to retain because of, you know, day oh, one. I, I missed that. Who, who'd you have for New Day? For New Day. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I am going to go least. I'm going to go the Usos. I think we have a title change here. I'm going to go New Day third. Say it. Say it. I got Rusev Aiden. Oh, you pussy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, no, fuck you. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Rusev Aiden English is number one. Yeah. He goaded him into it. There you go. They've won the last two weeks in SmackDown. Right. There's no they way they're roll. going over. There's no way they're going <laughs> they, over. It's they, booking 101. No, that's that's WWE booking them 101. <laughs> I know. There's no way that Rusev is going over. We you got just him down goaded on tape. me into it. We got I him down Chad on tape. Gable and Sheldon Benjamin. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Sucker. All right, Sam Hall. We got Charlotte Flair versus Natalia for the women's match, or uh, for the women's title. In a Lumberjill match. It's not a Lumberjack match. It's a Lumberjill match. Can you match. guys That's hear good. me rolling my eyes at the name of that? The Lumberjill <laughs> match. Closely. I don't even think they've said Lumberjill, though. It's just <laughs> what they used to call it. <laughs> uh, I'll go with Natalia winning. All right. I'll go next. I haven't gotten second in a minute. And I have a bold prediction. Uh-oh. Say it. Charlotte retains and Carmella cashes in. Son of a bitch! <laughs> you get no extra points for that, though. I don't give a fuck. He don't need it. With, you know, with you, I ask for like, what, 40? <laughs> oh, at take. least. Oh. Ever since Carmella got that new ring gear, I've been waiting for her to fucking take that belt. And I feel like this is the perfect opportunity mm-hmm. because there's going to be chaos in the right. Lumberjack scenario. I totally, yes. So. I totally. I, mark me down for the same as two beer. I, that, I can... 
they have, they've gotten away from Carmella to the point where I said it on Twitter. I guess somebody sarcastically was like, oh, she still has the money in the bank. Yeah, she still got that bad boy. But this is the perfect spot where, you, like you said, there's going to be a bunch of chaos. Somehow the, uh, the Riot Squad interferes in this match, beats down Charlotte after the match. And then Carmella comes in and cashes it in. It, it makes sense because then everybody can look strong besides Natty because they just don't give shits about Natty. So, all right, good. Oh, I'm going to Charlotte too. Okay. I, I have nothing else to say. Uh, <laughs> we got two more matches. We're going to go with Orton and Nakamura versus KO and Sami Zayn. Orton and Nakamura versus KO and Sami Zayn. Sam the Muller Mole. Uh, I'm going to say KO and Sami Zayn are going to win. Oh, I should have added that if they lose, they get fired from WWE permanently. Uh, then I'm still going to go with them winning. Yeah, that'd be weird if they lost. Because, you know, like if they lose, it's final. Like they could never come back, which would yeah, be weird. Yeah, because we, we always say never in the, the wrestling business. All right, JCB. Uh, I'm going to piggyback off the Mr. Perfect. Uh, obviously, they can't get fired, but ultimately, the question is, how do we get from point A to point B? Who turns on who, you know? Um, if you're going to pin me down on that one, I'm, I'm staying... I think Shane has to turn on Daniel Bryan. I have a hard time imagining the most over person in the company in the last two years all of a sudden going heel. Would it be a great swerve? Yeah, it'd be a great swerve. I'd be all about it. But I just got the sneaky suspicion that they're just going to play the cards uh, pretty close to the vest and stick to a Shane heel turn. Yeah, I'm going KOs, Sami Zayn. Also, um, you said you're going to a Shane heel turn? Yes. What sense would that make kayfabe, though? Why would... Why would Shane, after, like, is he turning against his dad? Is he pissed off at Triple H for pinning him in Survivor Series? And so he's going to team up with the hardest guys that he knows to go after Triple H during WrestleMania season? Like, what kayfabe would be the reasoning? Survivor Series, one. Uh, that'd be the, the biggest reason. Uh, yeah, you can go back to the headbutt my pops. That's how this whole thing even got started. I but mean, I mean, if he teams up with KO, that means he has to be happy about him. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just talking about KO and Sammy are going to win this match. But I don't, th- I'm not saying that Shane is going to help them win this match. Daniel Bryan will make the pin. How we, like I said, how we get there, I, I, I can't figure that out just yet. But Daniel Bryan is going to do the quote unquote right thing, which in turn will piss Shane off. He'll still act rationally. They're irrational. They're in their world. They're, you know, my mentality point. is right. Hard to argue with. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Two beers, Zach. Who you got? Yeah, yeah, KOC. I mean, there's no way they lose this match with the stipulation involved. And again, I I haven't put a ton of thought into it because I it's it's weird. Well, there's so many ways it can go. There's so many ways it can go. And even though I'm kind of interested in this Daniel Bryan, like Shane thing, it's like I said before, it's a nothing match. I don't care about it. I have no fucking interest outside of what happens with Daniel Bryan's going to fight at WrestleMania? No. I don't know. By proxy. See? All right, we'll make it a 30-point pick right now. Do you think dude, Daniel Bryan dude, is good in there? Royal nah. Rumble is like a few weeks away. Calm down. We're going to get, get you back into points. it. Yeah, Don't worry about it. Just a reminder for the listener, uh, I'm losing very bad. And if I lose, <laughs> I have to take a chop from professional wrestler Kurt Stallion, who has agreed to chop me in the chest. Or chop the, the loser in the chest. No, I shouldn't no, say no, me. Yeah, keep That's saying that. That's the for me to say me. Just get it into your system. So, uh, I do think that Daniel Bryan is wrestling at WrestleMania. I really do. 
I'm going to give myself 30 points for that. Yeah, you do that. Uh, and the last <laughs> match of the night, we Did have... you pick? Yeah, I took KO, same as I just want to have it on Did record. Did I not say it? I just want to have it on record. I wrote it down. That, I know. I'm, I'm watching you, though. Uh, Mr. Perfect, Sam, we have AJ Styles versus Jinder Mahal for the WWE Championship. Who do you have, sir? Uh, Jinder Mahal. That's who I go with. Don't ask again. That's my final <laughs> answer, baby. <laughs> I'm just gonna go AJ Styles. I'm just. Who you got? Did you take AJ? Yeah, I took AJ. Ooh, really? Okay. Gender? I wasn't until like five seconds ago. I'm gonna go ahead and take gender on this one, man. I'm. I, I what's, just got the, the, what's the reasoning behind? I that? got the sneaky suspicion that they're gonna do AJ Shinsuke. But just not with the title involved. I, for some odd reason, Ender just jobbed out to Triple H. I, I understand in that. India. I understand that. <laughs> Trust me, in I get India. it. I get it. And it's been something that's been kind of. I can't think wow. that AJ wins this match for whatever reason. Vince likes him some gender. Like he, you know, he likes these big guys. He likes the muscular guys. I just really think if it's not the Singh brothers, then apparently AOP is rumored to be coming into this mm. match. If that's the case, then you know AJ's really fucked. Either way, I expect interference. If it's the Singh brothers, you know, I expect a loss. If it's AOP, I definitely expect a loss. That's why I'm picking gender begin. Uh, all right, Zach, who you got? I was thinking gender, um, just out of for some of the reasons that um, JCB had mentioned, uh, and also thinking you know going forward to WrestleMania with you know Cena and but I need to make up some points on JCB, so I'm going to go with AJ. <laughs> I gotta wait till I'm right. <laughs> hey everybody, those are our predictions for Clash of Champions. Uh, there was one more thing that I wanted to mention, and now. I can't remember what it was. Oh, no, never mind. Uh, yes, yeah, great. So, good pod right there. Yeah, that's <laughs> great pod. It, it had nothing to do with the wrestling, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Well, I wanted to do this segment called Heal of the Week, where it's a heel from outside of the wrestling world, but it's oh. not political. Okay, never mind. But I was thinking about it today while I was running, and I was like, oh, it'd be funny if we did a thing called Heal of the Week, because Josh Homme, singer of the Queens of the Stone Age, kicked a photographer in the face Damn. and bladed himself on stage. The and dude that, like, that kicked the other guy in the face. He kicked a photographer, a woman photographer, dude, seriously? in the face. And I was going to say, he's our heel of the week. Actually, the heel of the week's got to be that dude that like brought down net neutrality. I didn't want it to be political, though. I that's just not- wanted to be funny. That's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I know, that neutrality is the one thing that like is, doesn't seem to be partisan at all. Like Everybody's like, yeah. what the fuck? Why? Like, that's <laughs> that's like a whole, everybody in the world is like, why would you take that away? And they're like, we're just doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, you're paying yeah, for it. Three, it was three to two, two behind closed doors, guys. I Sorry. That. What the fuck? Does people not understand that that's the great part about the fucking internet? Right, I know. Thanks, Obama. The porn. Uh, we got a bunch of mm. we got a bunch of birthdays. Uh, Ray Mysterio, happy birthday! You're 43 this week. Wow, I'm James Ellsworth is 33 this week. Sabu is 53 this week. Junkyard Dog is 65. R.I.P. Uh, Eric Young is 38. Luke Harper's 38. They're both a month younger than me. Shit, is that what is that what I would look like if I was on TV? Look More Luke Harper ish. 
<laughs> probably more yeah. hair young. He's probably like six foot tall. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Steve Austin is 53, greatest of all time. Whoa. RVD is 47. Trish Straz is 42. Hey, everybody. Uh, we appreciate, we know there's a lot of podcasts to listen to. We appreciate you listening to ours. Um, thank you to Shock City Studios. Check. Thank you to Sam the Mahler Mall. Check. Thank you to Free Play Media. Check. Thank you to Chris Demon. Check. Thank you to Soul Taco. Check. JJ Twigs. Check. Two Beer Zach Fullman. Check. JCB. Holla. I am Jobber the Hutt. <laughs> and uh, hey, everybody, don't be heels. Go see Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs>